Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. everybody it's tuesday may 29th 2018 i'm caitlin and i'm tanner and you're listening to chart chat your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the u.s and uk charts it is memorial day weekend folks and we decided to take a break for the holiday which is why we are releasing a day late tanner how are things on your end things are good uh, M- memorial day also marks the beginning of my qualifying exams so i will be in the trenches writing three essays in three weeks uh so kind of stay tuned on the immediate future front for episodes of chart chat um our ability to record episodes will be kind of up in the air but uh even if i can't record hopefully we'll still be able to do some little mini episodes but uh i'm doing well how are you I'm doing well myself. I just actually, we're recording right after work. I am like on the post-work low right now. (laughs) So this is good. I'm ready to talk about music. I had a glass of wine. I'm like, I'm feeling good, Tanner. (laughs) So I'll poke you if you fall asleep. Thank you. All right. We are going to venture into the UK entries territory for the week. Uh, We have quite a few of them. We're going to start out with number 96. We have Crept and Conan featuring Mostak with Crepes and Cones, You Don't Know. At number 83, we have Zizi with Fine Girl. At number 81, we have AJ and Dino featuring EO with their song London. At number 78, we have Skepta with his latest output called Pure Water. At number 65, we have Bastille with Quarter Past Midnight. At number 64, we have Eleni Forrera with Fuego. At number 50, we have Suri with Storm. At number 49, we have Netta with Toy. At number 39, we jump to Selena Gomez with Back to You. At number 38, we have Years and Years with If You're Over Me. And we have a new Arctic Monkeys album. I'm wondering if these are going to show up in subsequent weeks, kind of in chunks. We will see. Uh, But for right now, we have number 26, Arctic Monkeys with One Point Perspective. And number 23, we have Arctic Monkeys with Star Treatment. And number 22, we interrupt our Arctic Monkeys block a little bit with Rita Ora, Cardi B, BB Rexa, and Charlie XCX with the song Girls. And breaking the top 20 this week, we have Arctic Monkeys at number 18 with four out of five. Tanner, what do you got? So over here, we're kicking things off with the uh, awkwardly titled All Girls Are the Same. <laughs> uh, that's... <laughs> That's by Juice World. That debuts at number 92. Debuting right next to that at number 91, there's Little Skies with Lust. Meniego debuts at number 77, which is by Rake featuring Ozuna and Wizen. Debuting at number 74, there's Juice World once again with Lucid Dreams. Selena Gomez debuts at number 50 with Back to You. Yes Indeed by Lil Baby and Drake debuts at number 49. 
And our highest entry here on the U.S. side of things, we have Shooter by Playboy Cardi featuring Lil Uzi Vert, which debuts at number 46. But before we get to all that, Caitlin, what you got over on the U.K. side of things? Right before we head into the U.K. side, I want to give a shout out Uh-oh. to Minego, the song that Tanner just mentioned at number 77, I believe. Mm-hmm. Definitely give this track a listen, because if you are a Josh Groban fan like me, you'll be like, so tripped out like it sounds exactly like josh groban pretty much the entire song (laughs) singing in spanish it made me laugh and i showed it to my mom and she was like what is happening so that is my aside for the mom approved mom approved song i'm gonna pick things up i think with bastille we haven't heard from them in quite some time and they have a very different song on offer for us this week week i'm gonna do what tanner likes to call a deep dive bear with me everyone here's a little bit of bastille history they're a british alt-rock pop band they're a little bit hard to classify uh, in terms of genre but they formed about eight years ago they're based in london the band was originally a solo attempt by the lead vocalist his name's dan smith But the group eventually added more and more players including keyboardist kyle simmons bassist and guitarist will Fockerson and the drummer chris wood and now they're kind of super popular so kind of a failed solo attempt a little bit sad but with the help of his friends bastille (laughs) has gained popularity they were nominated for four different brit awards in 2014 which is pretty phenomenal and they ended up only winning one category and that was british breakthrough act of that year i'm a personal fan of their sound i like bands like bastille i like bands uh actually one of my first cool concerts and i'll do that in scare quotes was of the script they're an irish band and i saw them in new york city it was <laughs> really random and weird but wait what's a cool concert a cool concert is where all of the kids sit in the back with their mom so they can leave after like the first encore. <laughs> My, is that what you did? I did. And I refuse <laughs> I refuse to call that anything other than cool. Um so anyway Picking back up with my personal taste, I think they do a really good job of blending acoustic sounds with super fake pop instrumentals. So they have a couple really beautiful songs with strings and piano. And I think of songs like Overjoyed. Uh, There's another one that's escaping me, but they're all in our Spotify playlist. I also think they remind me a little bit of Clean Bandit. We talked, I think, last about them with the Julia Michaels song that I loved. Miss you. And they have a new song that we'll probably wind up talking about next week, I think. That's awesome. Very excited. I want to tell you a little bit about what makes Bastille unique in the music industry right now that you might not be aware of. So we've all probably heard of the term concept albums. Tanner and I sometimes get the chance to talk about concept albums, especially when it's related to kind of like progressive rock or metal or super cool drummers. Or that Arctic Monkeys album. Yeah, and I totally skipped over that because it's a little bit beyond me. It's has something to do with like a casino in space and <laughs> like it's all very abstract and I do not deal well in the abstract. 
Oh, do you mean do you mean the Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. I, I think it's a cool album, but apparently people are kind of divided on it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to see Arctic Monkeys uh, this June, and I'll s- I wonder if they'll just play the whole thing straight. It would be super interesting, but I will report back. Yeah, sorry for distracting. Absolutely no <laughs> problem. It was worth the distraction. Um, Bastille has been doing not really concept albums per se, but they make these mixtapes and they're called, uh, or the series is called Other People's Heartache. It's kind of like an extended concept album idea, but they're basically creating fictional film scores and soundtracks, or what we think of those things, by covering other artists' music sampling different movie quotes and mashing their own songs up with the songs of other artists. It's really trippy and really cool. And for my first Bastille example that I have for you guys, I'm going to play from their first mixtape a song called Adagio for Strings. See if you can point uh, exactly what they're covering here. I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to tell from... Oh, we're back. Caitlin, I'm so confused. <laughs> Why? I don't... I, do, I don't know what... Like, I don't like the original. And I don't think I dislike that clip. So I'm confused. <gasps> this might be exactly what they're going for, Tanner. I love the idea that they're going for here. And not like really coming up with their not their own music because it is their own but coming up with something new and using other artists ideas and just transforming them and that song what is love i'm also not a super big fan of the original i like making fun of it and all of the memes that it has produced but bastille just has this really light touch i think when it comes to covering other people's stuff and it's a very delicate kind of approach instead of kind of super heavy-handed they strip a lot of things back and they present melodies very similarly but the music is just film-like if that makes sense i think so okay like, like there's a sweep to it that, that blends itself is. well to that sort of comparison. Yeah. So some other songs that they've covered in this project include David Guetta and Sia's song Titanium. We've all heard that song. Lana Del Rey's Blue Jeans. 
love that song. A really great mashup of Angels by The XX and No Scrubs by TLC. And that features Ella Eyre. And that song, I think, is one of the most popular out of this Other People's Heartbreak series. Other artists they draw from... Frank Ocean, Tina Turner, Hans Zimmer, really famous film score composer, Calvin Harris, Haim, like they are all over the place. And I think my main point in this is that Bastille loves a lot of different kinds of music and they've created this outlet where they can explore it, experiment with it, and then give us some really darn good covers. So I just gave you some Bastille that you may not have known existed. Let me take you to their hit single. We all probably remember Pompeii, 2013. This was on the radio everywhere. Here's a clip. The show, and the walls kept tumbling down in the city that we love. Great clouds all over the If you haven't heard that song, I don't know where you were in 2013. <laughs> it was everywhere. And we're sorry to ruin your ears with it. Oh, please. I love that song. <laughs> Tanner. Oh. Okay. So let's cut to the chart chat. Woo. Using the podcast title. Song peaked at number two in the UK and number five in the US. After that huge success... They kind of struggled a little bit on the charts. They had a single come out um, that, with a title that Taylor Swift made really popular called Bad Blood. That peaked at number 90 in the UK, 90 in the US. They also had another single from the album Bad Blood called Oblivion. That peaked at number 82, rather, in the UK. And it didn't chart at all in the US. So they're kind of on the upswing with this new track that is really party-like currently at number 65 take a listen it's a quarter past midnight as we cut through the city yeah 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 the streets are getting restless good times bad decisions yeah yeah it's a quarter past midnight and the sirens are mending some hearts but we the losers on the back seat Singing love will tear us apart It's a kind of past midnight That was the latest from Bastille, Quarter Past Midnight. I think you have a little bit of Pompeii in there and a little bit of the slower acoustic songs I mentioned earlier, like Oblivion and Overjoyed. But I 
think what makes this song distinct and what's propelled it to this point in the charts is the subject matter. So Bastille has always had this really mature sound, mature lyrics, almost mirroring a kind of like Adele kind of subject matter, like love, heartbreak, life stuff. And in my mind, it was always kind of more appropriate or I imagined the audience to be adults or young adults, maybe late 20s, early 30s. This song completely shifts that around. So we have Dan Smith, 31 years old, and right now he's given us a song about partying, staying up all night, running through red lights, throwing their lives away. And it's almost as if it's a One Direction song or a cheat code song. So those are both British boy bands, one defunct, the other not. I don't know, man. Like, the music video also confuses me a bit. Dan Smith gets a buzz cut in the music video that makes him look like literally Liam Payne. Ouch. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's rough. I just, I think I'm a little bit confused. (laughs) It's a really interesting, I think, direction to take at this point in their career. They need an upswing. They're going to give us an upbeat track. A little bit more of the deep dive before we move on and ask Tanner about his thoughts on the song. The vocals always stand out to me. Dan Smith is kind of a legend, and he's really unique in his vocal tone. If you hear any Bastille song on the radio, it's pretty distinct. You'll be able to name the singer well maybe not the singer but definitely the band he's a master of these choppy vocals i think tanner was cringing when he was singing like doing this weird ascending i don't know interval and it's super choppy i think he does it in a really nice way and he can kind of fluctuate between choppy and then smooth kind of buttery vocals that just keep the verses gliding along with his really pretty British accent. Musically, I have a bunch of question marks in my script and I just I think it takes us way past what I thought was the threshold for high energy and Bastille. I thought Pompeii was kind of like the ceiling for that. In this song, we kind of start with a really lovely, full, bassy piano, maybe foundation, we'll say, and it just builds from there. And I think the chords are played in such a way that it kind of promises that eventual fast pace that we get in the song. Then we get the drum claps, like the super fake drums. We get the chorus sounding like a rudimental song rudimental is a dj english dj and it's got this really like four to the floor super energetic house music man and i just think the song really relies heavily on this driving percussion i think if you take that away you would have a way mellower song okay i need to stop myself because there's lots of conflicting thoughts in my mind here. I'm going to ask Tanner what he thinks. Well, I can compliment your conflicting thoughts with my 
the virtual lack of thoughts because this is another one of the songs where <laughs> I, I I have so little to say about it and not even in like a catty way. Like you mentioned me making a face at the way, oh, oh, way. Like, it, like <laughs> that sounds really dorky to me in a way that a lot of that, uh, you know, whether it's Mumford and Sons, whether it's Imagine Dragons, the big whoa-oh-oh-ing Mm. hands up to the sky sort of thing right. um that i admittedly am uh biased against it it just kind of falls into that same category for me and it just kind of like it's not as bad as pompeii is but uh it's certainly not anything i would willingly listen to so i unfortunately don't have much to say yeah it's definitely going to be a grower for me i'm excited to hear what's going to be next for them this year i think they're set to release another one of those other people's heartbreak mixtapes that I mentioned earlier. And I'm thinking that that might have something to do with the sounds that we're hearing in quarter past midnight remains to be seen. I will definitely give you guys a heads up when that next track comes out. But for now, we're going to go to my bread and butter. Skepta. He just came out with a new track called pure water. I lost my mind. I have notifications for this type of thing, like the second it happens. And I was one of the first YouTube video like views when this came out. It's definitely different. It's definitely a little bit more laid back, I think, than Skepta's earlier stuff. He's bouncing back, just like Bastille. Let me give you a little bit of background because I'm not sure if we ever talked about Skepta exclusively on this podcast before. I don't know if we have either. Yeah. Skepta, 35-year-old grime superstar. So he's collaborated with Drake. He's just kind of, I think, what we call the godfather of grime in the world that I'm kind of engulfed in at the moment. So Although he's had almost no chart presence in the United States, um, he's actually never had a number one single in the UK either. He's had one song in the UK Top 10 and nine total songs in the UK Top 40 over his career. And it's kind of sad to me that his only Top 10 was not a solo song. So he was featured along with other grime stars, Wiley, his brother, known as JME, and also MSD. And that song is titled, Can You Hear Me? I, 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 in parentheses. Here's a listen to that song. I was on the path to the limelight. Now I'm on the number one, it's a night flight. When they say I'm a star, I say thank you. It's all due to the scenes that I ran through. So I keep flying the flag for all people. No messing about, we're all equal. Vibe alive in a club when I'm rolling. I get around with the crowd when I'm roaming. Everybody right now, So again, that's called Can You Hear Me in our Spotify playlist. Really super dancey track. It reminds me of Dizzy Rascal put out an album. Uh, I believe it may have been like 2015. 
and it was all kind of party tracks that were not super heavy into grime and people got so mad that he did that and that song kind of reminds me of that effort so it makes me sad by extension that this is what Skepta has to show for top 10 in the UK especially. Skepta's last album was released in 2016 titled Konnichiwa. I've done a lot of work on that album and he really hasn't released very much since. I know he's been working on some fashion stuff with Nike. He was also recently named a chief in his parents' hometown in Nigeria. So life is good for him and his fam right now. Good for Skepta. Good for JME. Gonna cut right to the chase here and give you a little bit of what's going on around the release of Pure Water. So prior to releasing... The song we're seeing on the charts right now on May 7th, Skepta worked on another track with Grime Collective and record label Boy Better Know. And he started this with his brother JME, added artists from there, and they just released a track called Athlete. This one, I think, is a little bit more on the traditional side of Grime. I want to give you a really brief 30-second clip just to get that in your ears before you venture to pure water. So here's athlete. So much food on the table, why you wanna act like Judas? Everybody putting in work and you got bare excuses. But when they call your number, where you gonna run, I wonder? Tie your lace, fix your face, I'm your fitness instructor. Run like a half lip, run like a half lip. Pull him in the back seat, pull him in the back seat. Run like a half lip. So again, that was Athlete. You heard Skepta at the beginning there. He usually is given the intros, which is something else that I have to study. (laughs) Um, You also heard the really kind of deep, gritty voice. That was Goldie One. So while Goldie One isn't a usual member in the Boy Better Know release group, JME... Wiley, Jammer, Frisco, Shorty, and the very controversial artist Solo45 have been releasing music together under this Boy Better Know title since about 2005. They've also released other artists' music on this label as well. Drake is a part of this label. I think that's a really good relationship that the grime stars have to foster and who knows maybe I'll be the person to kind of help them spur it along we will see but for now we have Skepta's Pure Water let's get this song in your ears I've been building it up a lot then we're gonna chat about it SK level I wake up, brush my teeth, choose an outfit, big racks in my account, I get paid. Every day, smoke the loudest, I get packed in by the ounce, I just play. And I got things from back in the day, still ringing me down. I'm on stage, but I want no stress. What are trying to control S coming around to get saved? I don't want a war, let's make peace. Good energies make the stacks increase. Girls in the north, west, south, and the east. Big batty make the man them say cheese. 
I'm not a gentleman, I'm an African man, is what I said to the priest. So you know I stay smoking trees and the buds in a zip pack looking obese. I just came back from Mars in my new spaceship, it was a perfect landing. What you mean, what you mean? I'm a king, she's a queen, man, you know what's happening. Nowadays they call me gingerbread man, cause they just can't catch him. All the ladies love man, I love them too, we got an understanding. Pure water and lots of ice, she knows that I'll be the boss of life. Pure water and lots of ice. Wow. I just, I'm still savoring it. First thing, the wordplay here is so on point. The row, row, row your boat at the beginning. And then you also heard towards the end there. And I love this. Nowadays, they call me the gingerbread man because they can't catch him. Oh my gosh. It just is delivered so rapidly. Skepta has this really great and smooth delivery to his raps. And those wordplay, I think, moments can pass you by really, really easily. And just, I listened, I've probably listened to the song 50 times now this week. And every time I just hear something a little bit differently. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about Skepta's music. This track is fantastic. I So I'm working at the music library over the summer and the number of times near the end of the shift, we're about to close and I'm down in the stack shelving the books that have been turned in today. When I'm looking for songs to play while I'm shelving, I keep coming back to Pure Water for that perfect landing. The way he hits that P is really really good the uh the understanding he has with the older ladies is really (laughs) entertaining for some reason his his flow is like airtight but not stiff and the the beat the fact that you have that just static note yeah. That very airy, almost spacey note in the background, the just continuously going on. Mm-hmm. And while the rest of the track sometimes builds up and sometimes strips away, that is still there constantly. But then at the same time, you have these bass the uprisings that just occasionally come out of complete left field wow. and just kind of upend the track. Yeah. But then that's it. Like it, do- it doesn't, it doesn't per- persist. It just, just this little flare and then you're back with Skepta and it's, it's dynamic. It's exciting. Um, and weirdly enough, it is refreshing in a way that a glass of pure water with lots of ices. Uh, <laughs> Kate, Kate, Caitlin can attest to the fact that I am a big fan of ice. Uh, mm-hmm. so I particularly appreciated the song's emphasis on lots of ice. <laughs> I love your description of it. And that hit actually a lot of my points in this. I really feel as though this would have fit well on the Black Panther album Kendrick Lamar produced. I could see that. Yeah, it's just a tad late and it's really, really upsetting to me. And everyone, I would love to hear your thoughts on Skepta. Please send me an email Please follow him on Instagram. He's a character and he is hilarious. I think this sound is really promising. I'm afraid it might not be what's going to make him chart in the U.S. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. However, that's not why people make music. People don't make music so it charts. People make music because... So we can talk about it. (laughs) Because we want to chat. Right, Tanner? And I'm going to pass it over to you. 
pick up the chart chat. Tell me about Selena Gomez. Okay, so unfortunately, we're going to go from a track that we both really enjoy to a track that we both can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple songs this week that were pretty rough. Uh, this is probably one of the more polarizing weeks in terms of my personal response. There were some that I loved and some that I thought were absolutely dreadful. The Years and Years song, whatever it was on your side of the pond, oh. I thought was absolutely awful. Um, and unfortunately... Uh, Another one that I thought was terrible is Back to You by Selena Gomez. This is her new single tied to the new season of the Netflix drama, uh, 13 Reasons Why. And I'll leave this to Caitlin. That's her side of things. But people are speculating that this song might be about Justin Bieber. That's uh, not particularly my uh, interest, we'll say, as we already established back with the Cardi B discussions. Uh, but musically, this song, as you will hear, is basically Wolves 2.0. Yes. We talked about that song last year uh, in a previous episode. That was her song with Marshmallow. And as much as I wish it wasn't the case, it's hard to argue with the rationale of making another song in that vein. Uh, Wolves, even though it has not been out a year, has already gone platinum, as opposed to her two singles before that, which are still only gold. Um, and Wolves is still kicking at number four on the EDM singles chart after 30 weeks. Wow. Uh, so it's perhaps no surprise that her and her label would want to continue to capitalize on that success. Uh, somewhat similar to what we see from Zed. Uh, you know, we talked about Stay with Alessio Cara and then his follow-up that is still massive right now, uh, The Middle. Mm -hmm. So... A similar sort of approach there. Uh, I won't play any clips of Wolves. We already we already talked about that, but I will play you a clip of this new Selena Gomez song. Again, that is Back to You. Took you like a shot. Thought that I could chase you with a cold evening. Let a couple years water down how I'm feeling about you. And every time we talk, every single word builds up to this moment. And I gotta convince myself I don't want it even though I do. Could break my heart in two But when it heals it beats for you I know it's forward but it's true Because we like to keep things positive here on Chart Chat as much as possible, I will admit that I actually don't mind the verses. Uh, one of my favorite things about Selena Gomez is how inviting her voice can be when she sings softly. Mm. Uh, again, the consonants in her verse, cold evening. There's a closeness and a breathiness to the tone that I find really relaxing and really enjoyable. Mm. And then the pre-chorus hits. Just like Wolves, just like It Ain't Me, just like a billion other of these types of songs, we have this incredibly hokey dotted note melody. Do, 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 do. That, to me, I don't think I've heard a single example of that fitting well with the four to the floor beat that we hear in these EDM tracks. Do uh, you, it interrupts the flow. Yeah, what's up? Do you think Marshmallow 
studied folk music? No, I think I think this is all in the continue the continuing wake of Avicii's success mm. a couple of years ago with tracks like Wake Me Up. Um, you know, I think I think that the the impact of that track cannot be overstated. And I think we are still uh in the wake of that and I think this is a really good example of that. Um I just and there's something that I find particularly galling about this pre-chorus because in the middle of it, I mean, in general, this, this, this pre-chorus melody is very meandering. It doesn't particularly have a lot of direction to it, which seems to go against the function of a pre-chorus, which is to <laughs> build towards the chorus. But in the middle of the pre-chorus here, you have this awkward just descent downwards and it just kind of skips its way down and then works its way back up. Like it feels completely aimless. Mm. And maybe that wouldn't be as much of an issue if the drop was as solid as the one in Wolves. I think we both agreed that was one of the highlights of Wolves was the drop. It sounded cool. Yeah. The drop here, I'm, I'm trying to find the right metaphor. The best I could come up with is that this drop, the tone of that melody sounds maybe like what a dying orca would sound like. Like if I had to imagine, I don't actually know what a dying orca sounds like, but for some reason, like there's, oh it It sounds, God. it sounds whiny, it sounds pitiful, and it does not, to my ears, make any sense with the lyrical content of the song, the mood of the verses, the mood of the pre-chorus, it all just, it sounds sloppy. Yeah. I don't know. It, do you, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on it? So first off, I actually disagree with your point about the verses because that's actually what I can't stand about it. I it's so rhythmically confusing, and I think that's really sloppy. As nice I think as Selena Gomez's voice is and i i do agree she has a really good kind of non-vibrato voice so she doesn't sing a lot like ah she sings very straight notes and in this verse we get some weird kind of conversational lyrics with vibrato like sweetie please no i really just don't want to hear that when i listen to a selena gomez track the drop, I will say, I probably like it a little bit more than you, just because it is a nice break from the verses. I really don't have much else nice to say, so I'm going to stop myself. I feel like you might have just inadvertently called me out for trying to look on the positives. <laughs> <laughs> there are some songs that don't deserve our pity. And this is certainly not one of, or this certainly is one of the songs that does not deserve it. Uh, and I think I think what's especially dispiriting about this is over the past year, Selena Gomez has proven herself, has has demonstrated her interest and willingness to put out material that is less conventional, or if it is conventional, is less hackneyed. Uh, one of her songs from last year, one of those songs I mentioned that is still only gold as opposed to Wolves going platinum, uh, was Bad Liar. Let's take a listen. The other day, trying to distract myself, but then I see your face. Oh wait, that's someone else. Oh, trying to play a coy, trying to make it disappear. But just like the Battle of Troy, there's nothing subtle here. I, I, in my room, there's a king size space, bigger than it used to be. If you want, you can rent that place. Call me an amenity. I, I, even if it's in my dreams. I, 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 
I think this is one of those songs so one of my complaints about back to you was that the rhythmic variety and juxtaposition sounded sloppy mm-hmm. perhaps unintentionally so this feels like a song where the fact that these rhythms and these vocal phrasings stack up on top of each other in weird patterns feels intentional mm-hmm. uh the song is clearly a little off kilter stripped down in a sort of uh, uncomfortable way a little bit but in a uncomfortable way that feels again like that's what she's trying to do and that's really cool yeah. but again even if she's not doing stuff that is more unconventional like that I think that there are past songs that she has made that are more traditional but still much much better than this sort of warmed over rehash of a trope uh i'm thinking in particular of one of my favorite selena gomez songs which is good for you uh back from i'm blanking on the year i want to say 2015 uh but let's take a listen to a short clip gonna wear that dress you like skin tight do my hair up real, real nice and sink up paint my skin to your heart beating because i just want to So for a song that very much sounds like it came out in the wake of Lord's sort of unexpected breakthrough success, this is still memorable. This is still distinct. Uh, it's it's slinky. It's, uh, again, that breathiness to her voice is mirrored in the beat, in the accompaniment. Um, and it's an example of her doing a very conventional, familiar type of song in a way that still does not sound completely played out and tired. Um so with those three songs, like we can, like she can do dance, she can do seduction, she can do experimentation, she can do so much more. Um, and so I kind of have to remind myself when I get frustrated with a song like "Back to You," if this is what it takes for her to metaphorically or literally pay the bills, so she can keep doing more interesting things. It's it's hard for me to be upset about that. Um, it's just a bummer uh, when it happens. Yeah, man, like. I actually last year had a student write a paper about Bad Liar and she wrote about the syncopation and how when you have a crush on someone like when you see them your heart gets a little racy and then you calm down a little bit and then you get whenever you see them you get really excited and you can never really expect what's going to happen. And she wrote kind of of this musical metaphor of having a crush. And it was a really excellently written paper. And it just made me think, like, 
exactly what you're saying. Selena Gomez really, I think when she feels these things, when she feels, let's say, a crush, she's a younger singer, superstar, a crush, or she feels something like Good For You where she has to sing about her body. Like maybe the music and the rhythms are a little bit more thoughtful in something like Back To You. Of course, she's, I think, maybe reflecting on all of her adult relationships, but what is she really saying here? It's, it's meandering. It's exactly like you said. And in her rhythms, they're a little bit less focused because, you know, maybe she's not really feeling like she wants to go back to Biebs or she wants to go back to the weekend. Maybe she's moved on. And it's something that that student's paper uh, really stuck in my mind. And I love when people write like that because it sticks with you. It influences your thoughts. So, sorry. I, that sounds like a really cool paper. Yeah. I mean, props no. props to you, dear student, who I'm props not allowed to, to name. Props to <laughs> <laughs> and we won't ask you to, but we will move on to the other song I want to talk about, uh, one that we are much more uh, positive about. Mm-hmm. This is Lucid Dreams by Juice World. This is one of the singles from Juice's debut album that just came out a couple days ago. Uh, that album's called Goodbye and Good Riddance. Um, and Juice is the latest uh, sort of breakout name from the major label Rush to sign any and all SoundCloud rappers they can find with a decent following. Juice, uh, his real name, Jared Higgins. He's a 19-year-old musician from Chicago. Uh, last year, his profile spiked on the heels of both this song and the aforementioned uh, All Girls Are The Same. The, those two songs were both previously released on EPs last year. Uh, but then you fast forward to February of this year, Girls gets a music video. And in the wake of that music video's popularity, Juice signs with Interscope for $3 million. And then a little bit later, I think uh, May, I want to say sometime earlier this month, uh, Lucid Dreams itself gets a uh, video slash a official release as a single from that album that I mentioned that just came out. Uh, so let's take a listen again. This is Lucid Dreams by Juice World. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love and I hate you. And I cannot change you, so I must replace you. Oh, easier said than done. I thought you were the one listening to my heart instead of my head. You found another one, but I am the better one. I won't let you forget me. I still see your shadows in my room Can't take back the love that I gave you It's to the point why I love and I hate you And I cannot change you, so I must replace you Easier said than done, I thought you were the one Listening to my heart instead of my head You found another one, but I am the better one I won't let you forget me Obviously one of the elephants in the room is how exaggerated that bass and that kick drum is it's very typical. It's basically expected of any sort of a rapper whose notoriety comes from SoundCloud. And yet, I continue to be hopelessly in love. It sounds real good. It's it's punchy, but it also has a bit of... It has a very square sort of profile in my mind. Like, it sounds very boxy. Mm. Uh, as opposed to something that's more focused and has uh, that sort of puncture that other types of kick drums have um but also so you know lyrically you mentioned this is a post malone song in a lot of ways very in that vein Mm -hmm. 
which I guess I understand, but I also think this is much better than Post Malone. Dot, oh dot, my God. Dot. Tanner is pouting right now. He's like, you're right, but. A little bit. <laughs> I, it's more I'm trying to hold back because I was already super negative about the Selena Gomez song. But this song, I think Juice does a really good job of projecting the emotional content of the lyrics. The lyrics as written are iffy. It's a lot of how dare you break up with me you're going to regret this and now I have to replace like it's it's very it's very dicey yeah. I I I hesitate to use the emo rap sort of moniker that sometimes gets thrown around but one of our friends Tori Clark uh is an expert on emo music and I've heard her talk about the lyrical content of some of even back in like the early 2000s some of the emo tracks that were coming out and them having a kind of similar uncomfortable dimension to the way they talked about their romantic encounters. Yeah. So that's a bummer. But in terms of conveying some sort of romantic heartbreak, I think Juice does a really good job of it. Um, before I move on, I've, I've got another uh, example of tracing a sample back through time. But any thoughts you have on the track? Yeah, I think my only other like really obvious tie is gonna be Lil Peep. Rest in peace, Lil Peep. Yeah. In terms of emo rap, I just think Juice He's World the, yeah. is just like totally going down that vein. As well as a rapper we've talked about on here, XX Tentacion. But if I had to pick up hybrid of two rappers right now, I would definitely pick Post Malone. I definitely pick Lil Peep. It's totally I think something that's in vogue right now, especially in SoundCloud rappers to have this kind of like very upbeat, but a little bit morose lyrics. Yeah. Ever, ever since the success of Lil Uzi Vert's EXO tour life, I think that's, that's where a lot of this comes from in terms of mainstream visibility. And I, I don't really anticipate it going away anytime soon. Mm. Um, so part, so I, I think the song is deceptively catchy. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is because of Juice's chorus that he writes, and I also think part of it is the sample that him and producer Nick Mira chose. This is weird. I don't know if you've looked over what I've written here, but if you think back to an episode last year, one of our picks of the week was the UK charity single cover of Sting's song Fields of Gold. Yes. This song by Juice World is returning us not only to a song by Sting, it is returning us to the same album that that Fields of Gold song is from. That album in question is Ten Summoners Tales from 1993, and this track by Sting is called Shape of My Heart. gosh that's amazing i'm floored right now tanner it's it's pretty undeniable your detective skills are unparalleled in this industry <laughs> either that or my use of whosampled.com one of the two but i'll let listeners decide on that <laughs> one but i think what's particularly interesting is to juxtapose these two songs um 
you know, there, there's, you, I feel like a critic of the Juice World song could be like, oh, it's just melodically relying on that sample because that, I, I believe it's a nylon string guitar. I could be wrong. Uh, but that guitar figure is very catchy itself. Yeah. But I think if you compare Sting's melody in that song, for lack of a better term, it reads as mysterious to me. It has sort of a mix of upwards and downwards melodic motion. Whereas in the chorus, Juice's melody, true to the lyrics, are primarily downward motion. Mm. So it's not as if Juice just sort of cribbed the main melody from the song and sang it. You know, he, he's adding his own, like, like, like any good sampling should, he's adding his own twist on top of an already solid uh, melody. But the story gets more interesting. Juice and his producer are not the first person to sample this track by Sting. Uh, this track, the, the guitar figure, has shown up in tracks by everybody from Monica to Craig David to Caitlin's favorite Tory Lanez. No way. But one of the first notable uses of this song is by famed rapper Nas. Not on Illmatic, but on his second album from 1996 called It Was Written, uh, he sampled it in his song The Message. Dub, no love, you get the slug, CB4, gusto, your luck low, I didn't know till I was drunk though, you freak niggas played out, get fucked and ate out, prostitute turned bitch, I got the gauge out, 96 ways I made out, Montana way, the good F-E-L-L-A, verbal AK spray, tip detaching, jump out the range, empty out the ashtray, a glass of Zay, make it mad cash. Wow, I'm one, in love with the sample, and two, in love with all of the connections that you just drew from that past pick of the week, leading us into our current pick of the week. Caitlin, do you have any other thoughts on Juice World, Lucid Dreams? Juice World, Lucid Dreams. I honestly am surprised at the quality of the song. I'm happy that it's charting right now because I think there's... There's a little bit of a tension in the rap world between people like Drake who are coveting the number one spot on the charts and then people like Juice World who are, you know, being discovered on SoundCloud and doing kind of alternative media platforms really well. And this is a tension that I really want to see played out in kind of an all out war. Uh, jungle went through this, the genre jungle with grime, and it resulted in a lot of really cool music. And I can only see Juice World going up from here. Hope he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which ones of these sort of new rising stars will stick around and which ones will kind of fall by the wayside. But uh, we just played a clip recently, so we'll save the other clip of Lucid Dreams for the outro. But it is our pick of the week. Uh, had some tough competition. Pure Water was definitely up there. But mm -hmm. the alluring sounds of Sting and juice were just too much for us to handle. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, where we listen to your heart and your head. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram also at chartchat. And if you feel so inclined, please, please consider rating and reviewing us on your platform of choice, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, or elsewhere. We very much enjoy the feedback, and it helps us find new listeners, which we are always uh, eager to come across. 
Chartet's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Charchat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we will catch you next week. But I wanted to last You were made out of plastic Fake I was tangled up in your drastic ways Who knew evil girls had the prettiest face You gave me a heart that was full of mistakes I gave you my heart and you made heart break You made my heart break You made my heart break 13 seasons Thirteen reasons. Nope, <laughs> you stepped on. The- I'm sorry, I had it. I'm sorry. Thirteen seasons. Why? <laughs> I think that's our title. Yeah, yes.